At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Thank God for Nikola Jokic. Because he said something that I've actually experienced and we all know is a complete and utter waste of fucking time and money. What is it? Hmm thought you would appreciate this. Um, it's really simple what it is. Really, really simple. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are champions of the basketball universe. They just are. Okay? They're champions of the basketball universe. And if you watched last night, okay, if you watched last night, uh, Jokic, after the game was asked about the victory parade. Did you you guys notice that when he was asked about the victory parade? Yes. Okay. Do you have the sound of what he said when he was asked about the victory parade? You said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. 
I need to go home. <laughs> um, he, here's I love the I just want to go home. So again, I'm gonna person. It's my show. It's my pod. I can personalize it all I want. But I can tell you, in uh, 2001, I was part of a team that won a championship. Now I was not Jokic. I was not our best player. Matter of fact, um, I didn't play as much in the championship series as I thought I should have. I played really well, but in playing in Russia for a team called Euro Great, we were the first team since Perestroika, right? Early 90s, freedom, uh, not named uh, Cheska or Seska, CSKA, that's team sponsored by the Red Army, to win the Russian championship, right? So the first team in a decade. And really, if you look back historically, I think it was several decades, nobody else other than Seska had won the... So we were put together to win a championship. And uh, one thing I had learned was that Americans, at least at that point in time, if it was even close, once you got a lead, you're up 10, 15, they wanted to play their homeboys. They wanted to play their Russians because it, it meant more to them to win a championship. But I remember we... We played in uh, Kazan in the finals. Unix, U-N-I-C-S, still a very good club. Unix, Kazan, we swept them. I want to say it was a five-game series. Maybe it was a seven-game series. And we won four games to nine. I can't remember. I remember they did not win a game off of us. And so we're, we, we win, and I had a bonus. I had a $50,000 bonus to win a Russian championship. And we land, and it's the middle of the night or early in the morning in uh, Perm, Russia, P-E-R-M, Betum, as it is pronounced. And they drive us all around town, beeping horns. But first we were doing, they had these gigantic vodka bottles and like a pumper for a shot. So you'd like put your head beneath the pumper and they pump a shot. We got off the plane and they're like, everybody's taking shots. And then all I want to do is go home. Uh, but we had a driver at the time. The driver's following these other cars around, beeping the horns. And then they're like, tomorrow is the victory parade. And we got on the back of a flatbed, and they're playing music. And we have cheerleaders, and there's a couple flatbeds, whatever. And remember, this is a, a, it's a big city in Russia. I believe it's the second biggest city, but it's a closed city. And even though we sold out at 7,000 people a night, like, it's a city of well over a million people, and a lot of them, I don't even know if they knew that we played or had a Russian championship, whatever. You know, it's like somebody put down their morning coffee and cigarette only to have us blaring these horns going, we're champions viewers see, which means champions of Russia. And the indelible memory I thought then is the one I thought last night, which is, and I've always thought, is there a bigger waste of time than a victory fucking parade? We succeed in our jobs. We won. What do we, we need a victory parade for? Uh, we get rings. We have a celebration. We get drunk. We do it together. Like a victory parade is for, for what? For people who couldn't afford to get in the arena? Like, okay. I mean, just complete and utter waste of money, resources, time. And oh yeah, by the way, like for Jokic, I'm, I get it, dude. Like obviously he's got a beautiful little daughter, beautiful wife, family. He's probably been in Denver since what? Late September, early October training for this thing. And now we're creeping up into mid-June. He's like, I'm out. I remember the day. It's June 26th. And the only reason I hung out through the victory parade was because they were like, we'll give you your bonus. And I was like, I want it in cash before I get on that plane to go home. 
put it in my boots. True story. But victory parades are a lot like eighth grade graduations. Like, what is the actual point? Like, I see all these people, like, uh, middle school graduation. Sorry, can't do anything this weekend. My kid is graduating from eighth grade. Like, by state mandate, they have to advance them. It's way harder to stay back than it is to go forward in school. Why are, like, what, what, what are we doing? I mean, we do it in kindergarten. We do it in sixth grade. We do it in eighth grade, sometimes in fifth grade or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Oh, we're having eighth grade victory. We're doing eighth grade victory, uh, eighth grade promotion celebration. Like, what? Do you know the laws? The laws are the state has to advance you. So I love Jokic. I love the fact that when he got his, when he spoke, um, to Lisa Salters, he talked about playing for the man next to him and how the man next to him plays for him. I love everything about this dude. But I think the thing I love the most is he pointed out he wants zero to do with the victory parade. The victory parade is so hack, such amateur hour. Um, the only great victory parade moment I can think of was when Tom Brady got blasted on a boat. That's about it. But he was with like five or six of his dudes and they were throwing around the championship trophy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Former All-Star Tim Hardaway and former Packer James Jones and Craig and Carton had this exchange regarding the Heat. To me, it's not a moral victory. I'm just saying they should be proud of themselves. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't have no ill I mean, feelings you about be, themselves. You should be proud of yourself if you win one game, right? No. But it, they I, expected to win a it, championship. I, I say but, that. But they walked know, off that know. court feeling Losers. like they I, did not get the job done they, and the they, season is they, a failure. They, they wasn't going to get the job done because their team wasn't better than Denver Nuggets team. Point blank. That's not how they felt. Believe me, they know. No. Listen, yes, at the no. end of the day, the Miami no. Heat are losers. I don't know how it's here. They didn't win. win. No I'm more just, victories on the set. Timmy, I got, no, Timmy, no, I got no, a question no. for you. Yes. Right? You used to go into basketball games thinking you no, were going to lose. No. Exactly. No, I've no. never went into a no, football no. game. I don't care if they roster better than ours. I never walked into a football right. game saying we, we're going to lose. Oh, right. no. Never. 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 You know what I'm saying? You, you expect to win. Of yes. course. You know? Course. So, yes, the outsiders looking in, they might be outnumbered and all that. We talking about it on right. TV. But Jimmy Butler and them expected to win. Yeah, it's well, gotta, off that I'm court, just saying. Was, I'm just going to say it's, it's, it's a successful season. Um, I actually agree with Tim Hardaway. I, you know, we're, it's like their ships passing in the night talking about different things within the context of the same thing. It doesn't mean you walk in thinking you're not as good as your opponent, right? Every game you, but at, at some point you're an eight seed, you don't have Tyler hero. You don't have the offensive weaponry. You don't have home court advantage. And, um, you know, every game was in fact different Jokic being in foul trouble and, the Nuggets being inept offensive in the first half, and they still found a way to overcome it. So they are, in fact, better. Uh, I don't think it's a great season for the Heat. I thought it was a great playoff run for the Heat. And some of that was you had outlier games, guys shooting above their level, playing above their level in other series. An injury to Giannis probably helped them as well. But yes, playoff-wise, job well done. But you can't escape the fact that they were in the play-in game. And by all popular popular accounts, they were looking to add a player or two at the trade deadline, unable to do so. So even they knew they weren't good enough talent-wise to win the whole thing. They just happened to get there out of the East, which has happened for 20 or so years. Here's Dan Patrick talking about the Nuggets and Jokic. Give credit to Denver, because I thought Aaron Gordon in particular, I thought they played really good defense. They had a, a really smart game plan, and they stuck to it. They didn't really alter what their game plan was, it felt like. Now, you got some contributions from players that maybe you didn't think you were going to get, but for the most part, they went out, this is our game plan, and they waited for Miami to see if they could make Denver adjust, and it never happened. And uh, Jokic was wonderful throughout the entire postseason. This is one of the great postseason runs we've ever seen. Now you're going to get people who say, yeah, but, you know, it's an older LeBron. It's an older Kevin Durant. Miami didn't really have a great front line. You're going to get excuses for Joker putting up these numbers. He won. He beat the team that was in front of him, and he was impressive. Uh, 600 points, 269 rebounds, 190 assists the first player in NBA history to lead the league in points, rebounds, and assists in a single season. These are impressive numbers, incredible numbers. 30, 13 and a half, nine and a half for the postseason. The only other player to do that was Oscar Robertson, and that was back in 1963. Um, 
I, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that Jokic, you know, didn't have to match up with uh, with an elite big guy, right? Uh, but he did destroy DeAndre Ayton, who did sign a big contract in the offseason. Um, I thought his level of consistency going against the Lakers. Remember, the Lakers and LeBron might not have been great, but Anthony Davis is outstanding. And he made it so that Anthony Davis could not guard him, had to play off of him, had to play a, a, a help side defender to come and help defensively. So I, I just, we do a lot of stupid stuff. We talked about Jokic in the open and I, you don't have to apologize for you play. It wasn't a historically great run in consi- considering who they had to play along the path, but they never take back your trophies and he has one. And once you get two, you solidify yourself as one of the all time greats. That's the way it works. This is uh, this is Shannon Sharp saying goodbye on Undisputed this morning. And last but not least, Skip Bayless. Mm. You fought for me, bro. Did I? I'm here because of you. You've allowed me to share the stage with you. You've allowed me to share the platform. I'm going to cry in the car, but I'm not going to mm. cry now. The opportunity that you gave me to become what I became, I'm forever indebted to you. I'll never forget what you did for me. You've helped me grow more than you ever know. Okay, this is not easy for me either. But one more thing, I one more thing to, before you yeah, go, Skip. Okay. One more thing. All I ask is when you lay your head on that pill at night, you know I gave you everything I had. You did. I gave you everything I had. I mean, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I think it's really interesting. You know, I was at CBS when Shannon was not renewed and um, to go from that place where in all candor, I believe that CBS didn't bring him back because Saturday Night Live made fun of how he spoke. It's true. Um, That's what's what I believe. It's generally believed in that building that remember CBS, though it's a nationwide program. Those guys are New Yorkers. They New Yorkers watch SNY New Yorkers watch Saturday Night Live as as well they watch SNY and SNL (laughs) and um, if you remember after the New Orleans Super Bowl Saturday Night Live made fun of Shannon Um, and I'm sure it didn't feel good never feels good to be made fun of especially when it's not your fault that the power goes out and that there wasn't a better plan in place for how to have a set but it was more making fun of how he spoke uh so to go from that place where he was kind of typecast to being a very well-regarded sports debater i think is that absolutely is personal growth actually he kind of remade himself and did a really good job um I, 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 that show is not really for me. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like it, it speaks to me because it's not that there's an inauthentic inauthenticity. It just, they don't talk about sports for the most part, the way I talk about sports, Shannon more so than skip does, but I can at least appreciate that their partnership, um, it, it kept skip on the level of Stephen a from having left first take and it resurrected the career of Shannon Sharp. And so if, if that is the ultimate outcome, those are successful outcomes. That's what the Fox said. What's up, the Fox?
say? Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Doug, you recently um, told us that this is one of your pet peeves. This is this is one of the, I don't know, what do you call it, grammatical things or something in our vernacular Semantics. that bothers you. So I think Jimmy Butler sat down with Bob Costas and had this exchange. Have you allowed yourself to think what it would ever mean to you to be elected into the Basketball Hall of Fame? Yes, I have. And what do you think? Don't care. You don't care whether you're a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. Do you think your resume? Still don't care. Honestly speaking, could care less. If we're being brutally honest, uh, if I was selected to the Hall of Fame, I'm not going. You're not going to accept it? No, no, I'm not going. Like It's like the festivities and all of that. I just want to like, I just want to like go put my feet in the sand somewhere. That's it. Doug, uh, Jimmy Butler could care less. Yeah, so uh, what you're getting at is misused common expressions or sayings, right? It's the tough road to hoe. You don't hoe a road. You hoe a row. And this one's a big one for me. I could care less. That means I care. There's an amount less that I could care. Right? I could care less. Uh, that's misusing the expression. The expression is I couldn't care less. I couldn't possibly care less. There is not an amount that I could care any less than I care now. So it's not just that you're misusing the expression, but you're actually using it uh, to say the exact opposite of what it was set to mean. It's set to mean like, I don't give a shit. And instead you're saying, I actually could care less. I, I give a shit, but I... Uh, it's actually, you're saying I, I give a shit when the idea of the expression is I couldn't give a shit. And oh yeah, by the way, Jimmy Butler, shut the actual fuck up. If you get elected to the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame as an above average, really, really good NBA player, of course you're going to show up. Uh, I thought the line of the night on Twitter was me saying that uh, Jimmy Butler showed up for game five, much the way he plans on showing up for his Hall of Fame induction speech. Ha! <laughs> Um, but like, dude, like the Jimmy Butler fake tough guy thing is so played out and tired. It just is. He's a really good player. He's a good culture guy. He seems like a guy who you'd want to have, um, you'd want to have fighting with you alongside you along the way. He's probably best suited to be the second best scorer on a team, maybe even third best where he could really be a dynamic player. So the idea of stepping up and having to score 50, that's just not him. And that's why he can't do it consistently enough. But that's not taking. I mean, like there's like 10 dudes on earth that can do that. He's not one of them. He doesn't really create. She's not really a good passer. He's not really a great shooter. He's just a tough, hard nosed competitor that you want on your team because he's versatile uh, at both ends of the floor. Get it. Got it. Good but he's not a super elite player. And I know he's been all NBA third team a couple of times. I know he's been an all-star. I think he's good, but one misusing a common expression is a pet peeve of mine. And then two acting like it's some sort of tough guy, rite of passage to ditch the hall of fame induction ceremony, which he clearly it was Jared Greenberg interviewing him, which he clearly didn't know what Jared was talking about. Um, is is also embarrassing. Somebody calls you and wants to put you in any Hall of Fame, you do it, let alone the especially the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Who else is annoying you? Wow, that sounded like Bob Costas. <laughs> All right, so I was wrong on that one. Now that we're comparing uh, uh, Jimmy Butler tweets, I sent one out last night that I'm looking at. Up to date, right now, it's got one like. I sent it uh, at the end of yesterday's game. Playoff Jimmy just pulled a Fred Brown. Yeah, do you remember who Fred Brown is? <laughs> I do. I, I just don't think anybody else did. I got one like. I got one like. So how did his? Uh, how did the intercepted pass last night compare to what Fred Brown did and James? Well, Worthy Fred Brown was. Uh, so when Michael Jordan hit what is considered the game-winning shot in the '83 National Championship game, the Georgetown Hoyas had the ball and dribbled up the court. I think it was Eric Sleepy Floyd, wasn't it? trying to think who had the ball for the I think so yep for for Georgetown and Fred uh Fred Brown played for or was it Freddie Brown who had the ball well Freddie Brown was the one who threw it to James yeah. Worthy yeah okay so it's sorry it's uh Fre- Freddie Brown brought the ball up the court he was the point guard uh for that uh that uh, Georgetown team with Pat Ewing was their star he had like 10 block shots in that game several goal tens and he just panicked and he threw it to the wrong team he picked up his dribble and he turned and he saw somebody that looked close enough to like his teammate and he was behind him and Freddie Brown was out of position, was slow getting back and ended up catching the basketball, which stole the basketball, which saved the game for North Carolina. I don't think it's in any way similar, but I do think it's one of those kind of panic, get lost, don't know where to go, pass the ball and ends up getting intercepted by the other team. Oops, it's a mistake. Um the, the 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 pass from Georgetown was uh, it was a quick misidentification in terms of what jersey somebody's wearing. Whereas the pass from Jimmy Butler last night was he all he got stuck trying to drive to the middle. Should have jumped up, shot a fadeaway. Instead, tried to kick it out, and that's when the Nuggets were able to intercept. All right, so it wasn't even close. So I, I can go back close. and delete the tweet. Uh, no, it's it got close. one like. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, Ciara is next on my list. I think that's how you pronounce her name now. Yep. The wife of Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. seen throughout the game last night, sitting next to Russell Wilson. And to me, she was like the personification. In other words, if you look up in the dictionary, stuck up, uh, detached from reality celebrity, there's a picture of Ciara sitting next to that phony Russell Wilson with her sunglasses on in the arena looking bored out of her mind probably because she's sitting close to a mortal she had her really close to a bigger guy and she probably hated that and then afterwards jamal murray in a now famous video that's all over the internet just completely big league just completely ignored russell and ciara awesome. as as he went by which is which i think they were very deserving of so uh ciara is my second candidate for who's annoying okay yeah i think ciara and russell wilson collectively could have been, you know, it's like he kept showing up for games and he obviously had killer. I'd love to know whose seats those were or how he got the tickets. <laughs> Zero chance he purchased them. There's no chance he fucking bought those. But I love the, I love the, didn't see you there. Sorry, dude. Now, part of it is, in all honesty, like Jamal Murray is a hooper and he's a Canadian. Um, and I'm going to guess that in the offseason, he doesn't even live in Denver. So does he know who Russell Wilson is? Yeah. Um, but does he uh, But does he really know who he is? No. Right? It's just different. Like, 
I, 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 I would, I would say, and I'm sure that, uh, that, you know, it's not like he listens to CRS music. So I, I, it's one of the things I love about this Denver team is that they don't seem to take themselves way too seriously. And they don't, because they're in Denver and they're kind of second class star citizens in a sports town. Um, they, they're not really big leaguing people. They just actually don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> they really don't. Um, my guy, or your guy, Chris Russo. I know you speak with him with a lot of uh, reverence, and I respect. I get that. Yeah, there's a, he's a he's definitely a trailblazer in our industry. But there are a couple of things that annoy me about this soundbite. He was on first take today. Hi, right, can I put a little cold water on this? Mm. A little life, Let's get icy. Little life in a party. You guys are half asleep, especially him out there. <laughs> The 86 Celtics would beat this team in four games. And then, let's be honest. I mean, it's a nice ball club. They got a Hall of Famer. Jokic is wonderful. Murray's a very good player. They would get mauled. That would be, they would get swept. Parrish and Walton and McHale and Bird and Webb. Oh, my, forget it. But having said that, let's be honest, it's a nice ball club. From a championship level, it's a, it's a nice team. This is not an all-time great team we're watching here. I mean, this is not Durant, Curry, Draymond Green, and Thompson. This is, a, and believe it or not, I'd give you a current ball club. It's- so um, I, maybe he's right. Maybe the Celtics would sweep the Nuggets, whatever. I, I don't care about that part. I, but I, this is what I do care about, is that somebody signed off on this segment. I mean, they should have called the segment – very old person with a very old take. Like maybe you're right, Chris Russo. Maybe the uh, maybe the Celtics would have beaten the Nuggets, but uh, very few people on this planet would know that would would care about that. Doug. Um. Hmm. Okay. There's a bunch of levels to it. I agree with you, and what he he should have simply gone through the past. You know, if you're going to, you don't start, we don't lead with the 86 Celtics, right? <laughs> and, and and believe me, like, I understand what he's saying. Like, I, I'm a basketball aficionado, as you know. Um, the 86 Celtics should be the start and end of most all-time great team discussions, right? And I'm sure old guy, especially East Coast old guy, is like, why don't they talk about the 86 Celtics, right? And he's right. Right, but because uh, what he what he was trying to do is what you're supposed to do when you have experience, which is contextualize it. Hey, look, this team is awesome. Clearly the best team in the playoffs. But they, they didn't have to play the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies didn't have either their, you know, their center, or their small ball, small ball five. Right. When they did play the Suns. Chris Paul got hurt. And like, let's just be honest, in addition to Chris Paul getting hurt and them not being at full strength, that team was just kind of thrown together. Um, the Lakers, like we said, but they're only there probably because of the Grizzlies lost. Like the Lakers weren't that good. And oh yeah, by the way, like this was a year in which the Warriors couldn't kind of get it together. Right? They couldn't get it together and, you know, weren't as good as they have been. The Clippers, I believe that the top three teams in the West were the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Suns. But the Suns weren't at full strength. The Clippers weren't at full strength. And the Nuggets were. So if you want to contextualize and go like, look, in the last 10 years, okay, I don't think they beat the best Warriors team. 
if you go back historically, I don't think they do particularly well against Jordan's 72 win Bulls. You know, if you go to the 80s, 86 Celtics, to me, that's the best team, you know, of that, of that generation. I don't think they beat those teams. On the other hand, they're really, really good. They played great. You know, they had competitive greatness. They played it. But they did play an eight seed. But they did have things that went in their favor. And so let's not trip all over ourselves talking about how great they are now because people feel bad that they didn't vote Jokic for MVP. That's what I think he's reacting to. But the problem is he led with something that's in 1986. And based upon my math, that is... What, what is 37. it? 37. We're coming 37 up on 40 years, years ago. <laughs> 37 years ago. Bit of a dated reference. It reminds me of the movie, you know, it's like, um, I had this with, with Hayes. So Hayes, I don't know if you guys know this, but I told you, he loves dystopian movies. Maze Runner loves it. Hunger Games loves it. <laughs> we just watched Divergent. Have you guys watched Divergent? Loves it. I think Divergence made into a series as well. So he likes dystopian movies. But when I started saying like, well, uh, you know, he's like, well, what other dystopian movies can we watch? And I was like, there's Clockwork Orange. You know, we started talking, you know, the original Mad Max, obviously the new Mad Max is a little bit more, more thrilling, et cetera. You start getting to like, uh, okay, Clockwork Orange, when was that made? And you read you're like, oh no, that's too old. You have to lead with something in the last five to 10 years. Otherwise you lose young people because they think that everything now is the greatest thing ever. I have a book suggestion and a movie suggestion for you. Okay, and go, I'm listening. Um, Cormac McCarthy. He, uh, he wrote, oh, uh, no country for old men. He won a Pulitzer for the book called the road. The road is about a father and his son likely being the last two people on earth. It's it's by definition dystopian adventure, and they made it into a movie. It's called The Road, so it won a Pulitzer. It's a great story, and it was a good adaptation of a movie too. The movie's good. Yeah, check it out. Okay, post apocalyptic. Yeah, he likes that shit. So you got um, Ciara Russell Wilson, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy for Butler. Reasons. Okay, Jim. Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. You're fucking annoying. Like, dude. Serious. I mean, I understand that that your point was more. That he misused a, co- a commonly a common expression. He not only misused, but actually made it mean the opposite of what it's supposed to mean. But I find that to be only slightly annoying compared to the, hey, really, if I'm elected to the Hall of Fame, I'm not even going. Like, shut the actual fuck up. Jimmy Butler, you're annoying! Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Uh, Jokic, in one of the many things that he said last night, uh, take a listen to this and, and tell me what you think. I congratulations. I'm going to see if he's testing me, no? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, How my God. <laughs> How many texts do you have? A lot. A lot. I, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to turn off the phone. So he was asked how many text messages are on his phone. He said, phone. oh, motherfucker. It's yeah, yeah. amazing. How awesome is that guy? How awesome is that guy? I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of him, given the fact that 14 people voted for him for the MVP. That, I'm, a, I'm just a huge fan of this guy, given that context. 
And Doug, my question would be, can he get better? Like, where can he go from here? Like, what does he need to improve on? Because we always know the best parts of what somebody does, but what are the parts that he can improve on that would make him even better? Uh, I mean, I think he could continue just getting in better shape. You know, like he's he's obviously lost weight. He's obviously in really good shape. He just continued to get into better and better shape. I think he'll continue to improve in terms of his shooting. But a lot of it comes down to his conditioning. And, you know, you can keep pushing yourself to be more athletic and more skilled. I mean, he's incredible. His touch around the basket is obscene. His hands, his movement, all that can continue to be refined. And the great thing about Jokic, I think, is it's one of those things that um, we sort of talked about in the radio show. We sort of talked about the start of this pod is we have a tough time evaluating a guy who might not be a lith athletically. But one of the great things about not being a lift athletically is that you can lose a. I mean, if you lose a half step, you never had one. So you had to make it up somehow anyway. You can still make it up in the same fashion. But anyway, why can we play that clip for you? Because we can. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's welcome him in. Uh, you heard his, you heard, hear his voice covering the French, Wimbledon, 
the U.S. Open, um, and uh, of course the Australian Open. And he and his brother are the absolute best at what they do. Patrick McEnroe joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Patrick, let's let's first react to the most immediate news because it is an incredible series sequence of events where Novak Djokovic doesn't just win the French; he becomes the winningest. Uh, male player in Grand Slam history, combined with another Serbian national in Jokic winning an NBA Finals MVP. Uh, What were your thoughts when you watched uh, the Nuggets get crowned champions last night? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Doug. Um, I hear you about eighth grade. I have twins graduating from eighth grade. Um, So we'll have the moving up ceremony here. I just caught the tail end of your conversation (laughs) on that. Um, you know, Jokic is amazing. I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying watching him. I mean, he's just, he's a maestro with the ball and what he can do, um, around the basket is, is amazing. And it was very cool to watch him, uh, when the game ended last night, you know, go over to each of the players on the opposing team, the Miami Heat and, uh, shake their hands and congratulate them and, you know, I, I, honestly, the first thing I thought of, of course, being a tennis guy, is he's taking a page out of the Djokovic book because, uh, you know, Djokovic talked about Jokic uh, at the beginning of the French Open. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a star now, Jokic, in, in Serbia. But Novak Djokovic is, is a legend in Serbia. So I'm, I'm thinking that he took a little page out of the Djokovic book who – despite the fact that a lot of people um, criticize him over the years, and sometimes rightly so, he's a class act when it comes to uh, congratulating the opposition when he loses, um, comforting them when he, when he beats them, as he's been doing quite a bit this year. So a pretty darn good weekend for Serbia. And, you know, Jokic is on his way to becoming one of the all-time greats. And Djokovic is surely now, Doug, the all-time great in men's tennis. There's just you can't debate it any longer. Okay, well, well, let's 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 get to that discussion. Um, he, before we get to uh, Djokovic, I did one thing that that jumps out at me, and as you know, I love tennis. You know, I don't talk about it as much as I probably would want to because it's just not as popular in national sports radio. But there has been this thing that's happened during the 20 years in which I've done national sports radio, which is three guys have completely and utterly dominated the field, right? Just raw math. And I understand that, you know, uh, uh, Djokovic wasn't in like the last two, two Australian opens, right? Federer's missed tournaments because of injury. Nadal injuries have really depleted him from, from maybe being the, the greatest ever. Right. But if you just right. take the last, if you just take the last 20 years and you do the raw math of four Grand Slams a year, they've won 65 combined. Okay, how right. is it? How is it possible that during a 20-year period, only three guys seem to have been at the top of this this sport? How is that possible? You know, it's funny because when um, you know when the technology started to come into tennis more substantially, meaning the racket technology, the string technology. When it first started to happen and, and everyone, Doug, started being able to serve 130, 135, and, you know, you had better and better athletes coming into tennis, particularly from Europe, where, where as you noted, 
you know, tennis is, is extremely popular. Um, I thought it would level the field a little bit because everybody could sort of play big and serve big and cover the court pretty well. Well, these guys, you know, just mastered the technology in addition to being, you know, phenomenal athletes. I mean, you talk about those three guys. I mean, if they grew up in the United States, Doug, they're, they're the center fielder on the baseball team. They're the point guard. They're the safety or the quarterback in football. They're, they're just all-around phenomenal athletes in addition to being phenomenal tennis players. And then you combine the technology that they perfected, um, the recovery, the preparation, you know, all the off-court stuff that they've been able to do. And I really think that they've all pushed each other. There's no doubt that Djokovic was, was sort of the third wheel for a while, for a good decade or so, trying to chase these two guys down. And then, I mean, not only did he catch them, but he's sort of overtaking them on the track now. I mean, he's got 23 uh, majors. Nadal's got 22 and, of course, is injured and, you know, questionable whether he can come back at all. Roger's done with 20. Um, and, and if you look at just what's going to happen likely in the next few months, Djokovic is a heavy favorite at Wimbledon. He'll be the favorite coming back to the U.S. Open, which he missed last year because he wasn't vaccinated. Um, so it's pretty remarkable what these three guys have done. Um, and, I mean, you can make the argument they're, they're the three greatest tennis players of all time. And that's saying something when you consider the Rod Lavers, you know, the Lou Hodes, the Pete Sampras's, the Johnny Max, the Borgs, and so on, that these three guys have just distanced themselves in every way, shape, or form. Every way. I'm trying to figure out American tennis. And uh, if we say, hey, it's a country club sport, it's too expensive, I would tell you, and you having twins that are in eighth grade would probably say, that sounds great. But the truth is that to be a great baseball player, you know, I mean, most of these sports now require training and money. They, they just do, right? Um, so wh- why is it? What, what, what has happened to American tennis? More specifically, male American tennis? What's happened? Right. Well, I think, I think the short answer, and it, it is a longer answer, but I think the, uh, the biggest part of it is something I already mentioned, which is the fact that... Um, for whatever reason, and I think you can make the argument that, as you noted, it's in, in men's tennis, because in women's tennis, we're basically getting the best athletes or great athletes playing women's tennis. Why? Well, if you have a five- or six-year-old child and she's, it's a girl, and you want them to, you know, they show great athleticism and interest in sports, tennis is the sport where you can make the most money by far as a female athlete. As a male athlete, if you grow up and you're six or seven and your kid's a great athlete, you know, tennis is not going to be as high on the totem pole um, in this country with baseball, football, basketball, and so on. You know, in most European countries, Doug, tennis is second or third most popular sport. Soccer's king in in all the European uh, countries and in, in most of the world, in South America. Um, but in, in, in most of those countries, tennis is, you know, tennis is way more popular in Spain than basketball. In Serbia, for example, than basketball or, you know, rugby is popular in, in part in France and in England. But tennis is still right up there. So I think you're getting just better pure athletes playing the game. 
And then I think we did fall behind from a training standpoint. I think we started to catch up again with how we train our young kids in the sport. But it's part of the reason why you see in women's tennis over the years, and obviously you had Venus and Serena, who are two of the all-time greats, but you just see a lot more you know, better athletes, even that don't win multiple majors, but that get to the top of women's tennis. Uh, and they're from all different backgrounds, by the way. They're, some are... Some are wealthy, some are not, some are black, some are white, some are Hispanic. You know, so you see a much more diverse, I guess, pool of players on the women's side than on the men's side, at least in our country, in the last 20 years. And, um, because, tennis, and because tennis has exploded worldwide, particularly in Europe, um, you're seeing, you know, the, the bar has been raised so that it's not just good enough for us to create really good tennis players. We need great tennis players that are also great athletes to compete with these all-time players. Um, Djokovic, in terms of tennis player to tennis player, is he actually the best, right? Like like, like we point out, like Nadal, we'll never know because of the injury, specifically the knee, right? And Federer um, has had less of a concentration. I think Wimbledon, obviously, Wimbledon is where he won eight titles, but there's been less of a concentration on like Nadal winning so many French Opens. Some people always right. be a Federer guy. Tennis player to tennis player, who's actually the best of the three? Uh, Djokovic is the best. I mean, Federer was the most beautiful to watch, and he did things with the ball that, you know, nobody thought was possible. Nadal was the most intense, you know, the most ferocious with his athleticism and his game. And by the way, Doug, I mean, you know this, covering all the sports that you do, injuries and longevity are part of greatness, right? The fact that Tom Brady could play into his mid-40s, of course he's genetic, you know, has the genetics, but he worked on it, and he did everything he did needed to do off the field to keep himself in tip-top shape, and same for Djokovic. So I think you have to give Djokovic the credit for doing that and also – turning himself into the greatest all-around player. And that's, that's the difference, because he, now he's won three free, He's won every major at least three times, and he's got the opportunity to win more, plus the fact that he's won more of the, the, the next biggest titles in tennis, the Masters events, more than anyone else. Um, he's got a better head-to-head against both of those guys. And now he's got the longevity as well. And I think if you, you, you put that whole package together, and now you say he's got, you know, even if he was even with Nadal at 22 and they both retired, I would have still given the edge to Djokovic just based on his all court prowess on all surfaces, which, you know, he may end up be, right now, if he, if he said in their prime, grass court, Wimbledon final, I'd still lean to Federer. And, you know, Federer Djokovic and that head-to-head because he was a better pure offensive player. But Djokovic is awfully close now, Doug, on grass. I'm talking about hard court. You give the edge to Djokovic, obviously on clay to Nadal. But Novak is right there on every service. And think about it. Go back and think about all the big matches he's played. Has he ever laid an egg in a big match, Djokovic? Like, really laid an egg? The answer is no. He's lost some big matches. But those were times when the other guys brought their A-plus game. He's never not shown up for a big match, ever. Patrick, this is awesome. Let's do it again sometime. I know you're busy. Congrats, by the way, on your uh, your twins uh, getting out of eighth grade. <laughs> and, uh, Same to you. 
We'll, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Have a good one. Enjoy. Take care. Thanks for having me. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. I thought you would enjoy it. What a what a, uh, a what a way to start the offseason for basketball, one that I'm sure will be entertaining, will be full of hyperbole with guys that, that sign as free agents, meaning they're a championship-caliber team. And, of course, we got Victor Webinyama, who will soon be in the association. But for now, the Nuggets are champions. They have earned it, and they create more and more discussion as to what they accomplished and what's next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.